Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Baycare Clinic Podcast. My name is Femi Cole, and I'll be your host. The FDA recently issued final regulations for over-the-counter hearing aids. That means people will be able to buy them in stores and online. I'm joined today by Tracy Ackerman and Kelly Resloff. Both are certified audiologists at Hearing Center Baycare Clinic. They're here to tell us more about the availability of over-the-counter hearing aids, who might benefit from them, the importance of consulting with an audiologist for hearing concerns, and more. Thank you both for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Okay, so today we're talking about over-the-counter hearing aids. I, I've heard they're simply sound amplifiers. Is there more to that? There is a lot more to that. They are very much hearing aids with uh, frequency specific. They can adjust pitches um, based on hearing tests. So in short, they are much more than sound amplifiers. All right, thank you, Kelly, for, for clearing that up. Uh, Tracy, is there that big a difference between over-the-counter hearing aids and prescription hearing aids? There is a big difference between the two because prescriptive hearing aids are specifically designed and programmed for your specific hearing loss based on an audiogram or hearing test. They're also adjusted by an audiologist with lots of years of college experience and education. Over-the-counter hearing aids do not require a hearing test to be fit, so they're very generic and they're less adjustable. We can adjust them for noise management, wind management, sound, different frequencies. And while over-the-counter hearing aids can be adjusted a little bit, the prescription hearing aids are much more exact to your particular loss. Tracy, let's stay with you for a minute. Uh, how can I determine which option is best for me, over-the-counter or prescription hearing aids? We would recommend you consult with an audiologist first. An audiologist is the professional who is trained in the identification, prevention, and correction of hearing loss. Mm -hmm. We can let you know if the hearing loss would be mild or moderate, which is what is prescribed for the over-the-counter hearing aids. Okay. All right. Um, back to you, Kelly. Why has this new class of over-the-counter hearing aids even been created? This new class of hearing aids is created because hearing loss is a huge problem, not only nationally, but worldwide. I recently heard a statistic that all audiologists in the United States could fit hearing aids all day, every day, and still not make a dent in the amount of people who still need um, help with their hearing. Wow. Yes. So the goal of creating this new class of over-the-counter hearing aids is really to give more accessibility to anybody that needs um, help with their hearing. Sure. I would add to that too, is to mm -hmm. prove accessibility of quality hearing aids because there have been over-the-counter hearing aids or amplifiers that are not regulated, but with this new FDA regulation, there are gonna be very strict regulations on over-the-counter hearing aids to make them more effective and safer for the average person to well, use. That's good to know. Um, <clears throat> Kelly, um, cost is likely a factor for some people when it comes to these uh, over-the-counter hearing devices. But I've got a feeling that that might mean you, you get what you pay for. Is that going to be the case? In some ways, I feel that is the case. With getting prescriptive hearing aids through an audiologist, the additional cost is partially to pay for often times like 
follow-up care and the education experience of the audiologist, their time that it takes to pick the appropriate device, the appropriate manufacturer, and to make any changes that are necessary to get that hearing aid sounding as good as it can sound for each specific person. Over-the-counter hearing aids, they are more affordable, which is fantastic, of course, Um, but there isn't that attached person to go to for things like service, follow-up care, and to help pick out the correct device. Tracy, let's talk about hearing loss. Uh, How do I know whether I have legitimate hearing issues? Well, there are a couple signs and symptoms that you would know that you have hearing loss. One of the main signs and symptoms is people would say that they hear things, but they don't often understand what they hear. So things may sound more muffled or jumbled, or they may say, I hear well in quiet, but I don't hear well in noise. Those are the first most common things that we see. Also, you'll see a patient may be complaining of ringing in the ears or noises in the ears, and that's another sign that they have hearing loss. And the biggest thing I listen to is family members. I always say the patient doesn't always know they have the hearing loss because if they missed it, they didn't hear it. So if a family member is reporting that the TV volume is too loud or the patient has to repeat themselves a lot, that would be another sign that we would see that they would have hearing loss. Kelly, uh, isn't hearing loss a natural part of aging? In a sense, yes, hearing loss is a natural part of aging. However, that doesn't mean it's a part of aging that can't be treated and shouldn't be addressed. Hearing health is very important, Um, not necessarily the whole purpose of today's podcast. Hearing health care and addressing hearing loss is important for lots of different areas of your life, including heart health, mental health, balance, and several other things as well. Uh, Tracy, who's a good candidate for over-the-counter hearing aids? So the FDA guidelines are pretty clear. They're for people who have a perceived mild to moderate hearing loss and who are over the age of 18. Okay, okay. Uh, Sticking with you, What services do you provide that can't effectively be addressed by an over-the-counter hearing device? And that's a great question because Kelly had mentioned that part of the cost of a hearing aid in our facility does include our expertise, training, and services. So we often have to adjust hearing aids quite a bit and counsel patients multiple times on how to get the hearing aid in the ear properly or how to use their assistive devices or pairing it with their phone. Mm -hmm. Um, the FDA requires it be under 18 or over 18, so we do fit children and special needs populations. Um, also, patients with moderate to severe or profound hearing loss definitely need to seek the services of an audiologist because the over-the-counter hearing aids would not be powerful enough. Also, there are patients who need custom options due to either dexterity or issues with their hands. Uh, or unusually shaped or surgically altered ears. So over-the-counter are not custom devices. So that's only going to help a certain population. Okay. Uh, Kelly, we know that some people are definitely going to benefit from over-the-counter hearing aids, but for those that won't benefit from them, uh, what is their best option? Their best option is to come in, um, consult with an audiologist who we 
will get their hearing test done, which will be one factor to determine uh, candidacy for over-the-counter devices. And if they are a good candidate for over-the-counter hearing aids, we are happy to talk about that. Um, if we feel that there's different options or better options, we can certainly address that as well. The best way to get information for each person with unique hearing or listening needs mm -hmm. is to address a, an audiologist. You know, can I get just one hearing aid or, you know, are they ever sold as individual pieces or do they come as sets? So a person can get an individual hearing aid. It's very rare that someone has hearing loss in one ear okay. and only needs one hearing aid. The vast majority of our population has hearing loss in both ears and get two hearing aids. Okay. Uh, Tracy, what concerns do you have when it comes to over-the-counter hearing devices? I have a few concerns, but my number one concern would be that somebody might try it and not benefit from it and then just give up altogether where maybe they weren't mm. a good candidate for that. Uh, maybe they have more than a mild or moderate perceived hearing loss. Right. Um, so that may just cause them to not seek any help whatsoever. So that's, again, why we would really like them to see an audiologist first so we can let them know what would be the best option for them. My second concern is that the FDA is not going to require a formal hearing test or evaluation before getting those, so we aren't going to know if the patient is a good candidate or not, or if they need medical treatment, mm -hmm. or if they have wax in their ears, or they have fluid in their ears. Right. So we really do want them to seek the services of an audiologist who could refer out to a doctor. Another concern I have is that they aren't necessarily going to be guaranteed to be returnable or refundable where we do have a trial period on our hearing aids where you can try them out in different environments. And if you're unsatisfied, you can return them where the FDA has not made it clear yet whether or not they're going to mandate a refund period. Interesting. So, but in sticking with you, Tracy, let's be clear. You're not saying people shouldn't buy over-the-counter hearing aids, correct? Correct. I do think it's going to be a great option that is going to improve access to patients who can't afford conventional hearing aids. And the fact that insurances don't often pay for hearing aids, I think this is going to be a nice option for some people. Okay. But it also may be too complicated for people who are more elderly or may need more special care. So it's going to be good for some people. Right. And I like that answer. I'm going to toss to you, uh, Kelly, uh, because it feeds right into this scenario that I want to play out for you. So scenario. I decided to go all in and buy, you know, over-the-counter hearing aids. Um, I quickly find out that this device, these devices, don't address my hearing issues. It sounds like I cannot return them, correct? The FDA has does not have a ruling as to whether or not any store has to accept a return from these devices. That will likely be determined either at the state level or possibly each store. We don't know right now if they are, if they will be returnable in our state or not. And like Tracy said, that is a concern. It would be unfortunate to spend the time and the money right. to invest in an over-the-counter device only to be unsatisfied and not be able to return it. How about this? And sticking with you, Kelly, if my over-the-counter hearing 
device malfunctions. Uh, are you able to service it for me? We are more than happy to see anyone with an over-the-counter device and help them with their uh, hearing aids. I don't know at this point if an audiologist will be able to do programming adjustments, right. change the volume of them, um, but we can certainly help with any getting the hearing aid in the ear, out of the ear, how to wear it, clean it, maintain it, things like that. Do you have any more information on that, Tracy? Um, I think that they're going to be warrantied through the manufacturer that's selling them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we'll be able to do any in-warranty services. I think they would have to be sent back for that. But I think Kelly's right, and we are certainly willing to work with patients to guide them on how to clean them and put them in and take them out. But of course, we do have office visit calls, charges, which is what we would do for our normal patients sure. as well. So if there are bells and whistles on this device and I just can't figure out how to use this thing, I can make an appointment with either of you and you'd be able to take a look at it and help yes, figure it out? for sure. Okay. Are over-the-counter hearing aids programmable and or customizable? Or is it sort of like buying a pair of glasses off the shelf at your local drugstore, essentially grabbing the one that at that moment seems to work best? Either of you can answer this. I think they'll be minimally customizable. Um, I think they're going to have several settings in them and you'll pick setting one, two, or three and mm -hmm. use the one that you like the most. I think it sounds like they're going to have some control on your phone app where you can adjust mild, bass, and treble. But again, um, there are so many more adjustments. I mean, hearing aids adjust sound automatically, millions of bits per second. And wow. um, programmable prescriptive hearing aids are really the way to go as far as giving you more control over adjustments. But there are going to be some minor adjustments. But unfortunately, like unlike eyeglasses where you go to the doctors or the Walmart center mm -hmm. and you see an eye chart, you can kind of see which one's the best for you based on that right. eye chart. Right. And because the FDA is not requiring that hearing test, there is going to be some hearing aids that, again, are I think patients are going to misrepresent their hearing loss and buy these, and they're not going to be powerful enough. Uh, Kelly, is there any reason I shouldn't try uh, over-the-counter hearing aids? Yes. Over-the-counter hearing aids are not designed for anyone under the age of 18. They're also not designed to treat hearing loss that is worse than mild to moderate or for people who have a history of surgically modified ears, any prior ear history, things like chronic ear infections mm -hmm. or drainage coming out of the ears. Those are all reasons that over-the-counter hearing aids may not be appropriate. And before trying an over-the-counter hearing aid, certainly consult with an audiologist. All right, great advice. Uh, Tracy, you can bring this home for us. Uh, is there anything else you want to add today that we haven't uh, delved into? Well, I would just say that hearing loss is one of the third highest chronic health conditions in the world behind high blood pressure and I think diabetes. So it's mm. um, 30 million people in America have hearing loss. And so this is a great role that has come out to help give access to those who can't afford it. Um, we're hoping, you know, and despite the fact that there's done a lot of research and that it is a definite public health 
effect where it affects, like Kelly said, memory, balance, quality of life, right. um, satisfaction in life. Only one fifth of the people who would benefit from hearing aids are actually trying hearing aids right now. So we're hoping to open that door and give more access. And so we just want to bring it home that you should just see an audiologist first so okay. we can determine whether or not it's an appropriate fit for you and give you some options. Over-the-counter hearing aids are going to be more expensive than some of those amplifiers you've seen at some of the retail chains. Sure. So it's still going to be an investment, and uh, we do have options for everyone, and we um, just want to counsel patients on what's best for their specific needs. All right. Thank you both for talking with us today. We really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. This was fun. All right. Again, Tracy Ackerman and Kelly Retzla are certified audiologists with Hearing Center Baycare Clinic. Our audiologists see patients in Green Bay, Kakana, Two Rivers, and Marinette, Wisconsin. Thank you all for listening. To learn more about Baycare Clinic or to request an appointment, visit us online at baycare.net and subscribe now to hear more Baycare Clinic podcasts.